you reach into the depths of our soul, Lord, into our darkness, Lord, against the power of the devil. And you set your children free. We thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for giving us a connection with you, a relationship with you. The only one who is the author of life, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, Lord, for giving us faith, a gift. Thank you for giving us, Lord, the grace to endure, to persevere through every trial, through every tribulation. It's all because of your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your mercy endures forever. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for... Lord, you have brought Father Esther into the house of God again. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Oh, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. We shout praises unto the God who's our victory. We give glory to the only one, the living God, the living God, the living God. There's no one like Jehovah. Hallelujah. There's no one like El Shaddai. There's no one like Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God, who's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. Thank you, Lord. You're in the midst of your people. You're in the midst of the praises of your people. We give you all the glory and praise and honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. None of us, Lord, can live. None of us can live, Lord, apart from your breath. None of us, Lord, can do anything apart from your grace. You show us, Lord, time and time again, that, Lord, we need you desperately, moment by moment, regardless of how good we feel. Or how bad we feel. What we have available or what we don't have available. If we don't have you, Lord, we have nothing. We have no life. We thank you, Lord. But you have given us life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah. That we can praise you, magnify you all the days of our lives. Hallelujah. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As we continue to worship you, O Father, for the miracle you've done. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we can remember when we were in pain, Lord, when nobody understood. Maybe no one cared, and even if they cared, they couldn't understand. They couldn't understand how close we were to death from leaving the land of the living. But you rescued your children, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you saved us so we can show forth your praises to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. All the time. God is good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For his mercy endures forever. Yes, Lord. Praise you, 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 Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
who hath not left my soul destitute of his mercy. Blessed be the Lord who has not left our souls lacking his mercy. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May you, Father, be glorified in our midst more and more. May we hear your voice today. In the testimony of your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Let's all stand up together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and told thy love to me. But I long to rise in thee.
You are higher than 
stands by my side, watching over me for day and night. You hear my every cry. You hear my every sigh. You hear my every plea. Be it day or night, God of the impossible, one who stands by my side, watching over me. My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. 
worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. The rock shall cry out again and again and again that he is Lord. The mountains and hills shall be He is Lord. He is Lord. He is 
Our King Jesus is here. Hallelujah. We glorify Him. We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You make the rock places smooth. The rock places smooth. The rock places smooth in my life. You make the rock places smooth. The rock places smooth. The rock
worship you. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. My soul shall boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name together. Hallelujah. I sought the Lord and He heard me. And He delivered me from all my fears. Hallelujah. Those who looked to Him, their faces were radiant. Hallelujah. Their faces were never put to shame. Hallelujah. We thank You, Holy Spirit. We thank You, Holy Spirit. We thank You, Holy Spirit. Our pure prayer hearing God, we worship You. Our prayer answering God, we worship You. Hallelujah. Oh, You are all powerful. Hallelujah. You're more powerful than all oh, the forces of darkness. Hallelujah. We exalt You. You are far above. Every power, every principality, hallelujah. We worship you, hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 We thank you, Holy Spirit, hallelujah. We worship you, hallelujah. Jesus. 
be simple at heart. Hallelujah. Let the compassion of God, let the love of God overwhelm you, overtake you. Hallelujah. From the depths of my heart, I sing you my praises. From the depths of my heart, I sing you my song. From the depths of my heart, I honor you, my Jesus. From the depths of my heart, oh, from the depths of my heart. God gave the Samaritan an opportunity to bless him, to make him an eternal blessing. God gave the Levite an opportunity. God gave the priest an opportunity. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But the Samaritan seized that opportunity because he did not live for himself. The priest was very concerned about what others would think about him. In the name of serving God, he did not serve God. Hallelujah. He did not do the will of God. Hallelujah. Because he was full of himself. The Levite, in the name of serving God, did not serve God. He was full of himself. Hallelujah. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan, hallelujah. The Samaritan, hallelujah. receives commendation from Jesus Christ. For he saw this man. Life was not about his family and about himself. His life was about loving his neighbor, keeping the commandments of God. Yes, he was a Samaritan, but he knew how to keep the first commandment and he knew how to keep the second commandment. Hallelujah. And he did the will of God. He did the will of God. Hallelujah. He did the will of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Oh, go and be just like the Samaritan. Oh, go and be just like the Samaritan. Hallelujah. We cannot love God and not love those that God has around us. We cannot say that we love our neighbor and not love God. For true love flows from the heart of God. Through our hearts and through us to others. That's what happened in the life of that Samaritan. Hallelujah. Oh, you have been good to me. You have never failed me, Lord. You have been good to me. You have never failed me, Lord. Even when I had to walk through the fire
Jesus, 
More of Jesus, hallelujah. I need more of the heart of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And also remember, when you have to go through a path like the Jewish man did, help will be sent by God from heaven, hallelujah. Help was sent to him by God from heaven. Hallelujah. Who truly followed the first and the second commandment of God. Hallelujah. Who went above and beyond what most people would do. That is agape love. Hallelujah. That is God's love. Hallelujah. Praise you. God showed his love through that Samaritan to this Jewish man. Hallelujah. Because God loved the Jewish man. God saw what the Samaritan did. And God lifted him up. Hallelujah. Now we have the story that has been read by many people all over the world. We have many hospitals, many organizations with the name Good Samaritan. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He was not just a Samaritan, but a good Samaritan. Hallelujah. That goodness came from God Almighty. Hallelujah. The more we learn to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Hallelujah. The more, the more, the more you open your heart to the love of God. The more His pure love, His agape love will fill you. Hallelujah. It will overtake you. Hallelujah. It will overtake you. Hallelujah. It will consume you. Hallelujah. At that point, his hands become our hands. His feet become our feet. His eyes become our eyes. His heart becomes our heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How great is your strength, oh Lord. How great is the strength of your arms.
God-glorifying, a God-pleasing life. Hallelujah. Where Christ can truly fill every part of our being. Hallelujah. Where He can flow through our eyes, flow through our hands, flow through our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. May God help us to be like this good Samaritan. Hallelujah. Who became the hands and feet of God. On earth, God sent help. But God was able to use this man because he put away his ambitions, his desires, his carnal nature. He was willing to do the will of God, carrying the heart of God, the heart of compassion. Hallelujah. He was willing to inconvenience himself. Miss his appointment. Go late to where he had to go to. In order to take that good Samaritan. In order to take that Jewish man. On his donkey. It took time. It took effort. To see the man. To dress his wounds. To carry him on his donkey. And gently take him all the way to the inn. It took time. It took everything. Where he had to talk to the innkeeper. Let him know what happened. And tell him, take care of him. I'll be responsible for whatever this man would need. All I want is to see this man restored. Back to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In order for him to be used of God, he had to put away his own agenda. When we walk with God, our own agenda will not even be there. It will be non-existent. Our hearts and minds will be running after what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. And to such people, God says, I will take care of you. I will take care of your things. I'll take care of your needs. I'll take care of everything that pertains to you. Hallelujah. Because you are above the Father's business. The Father says, I'll take care of you. Hallelujah. 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 The privilege that God gave to this good Samaritan. And the heart that the good Samaritan received from God. Because he was someone who loved God and loved people that God had around him. Hallelujah. He was not a self-centered man. He was not a legalistic religious man who had the form of godliness but did not go with the heart of God. Hallelujah. But this good Samaritan was just like Jesus. Just like Jesus who would go and heal during the Sabbath. Hallelujah. Because he knew the heart of God. Hallelujah. God's heart is to rescue mankind. God's heart is to rescue human beings. God's heart is to rescue human beings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be just like you. Hallelujah. I want to be just like you. Hallelujah. If the good Samaritan can live a selfless life, I too can. Hallelujah. Thank you. Fill me more. Fill me more. Fill me more with your love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's more room for us to receive the love of God. Hallelujah. God has been changing each one of you. There's more room. There's more room. Make more room for the Savior in your heart. Make more room for the Savior in your mind. Make room for the Savior in your body. Hallelujah. 
we can truly become a true reflection, a total reflection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not a partial reflection, not a faint reflection, but a true reflection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Hallelujah. God showed abundant mercy to this Jewish man. That he was not left to die. Help was sent. Just in time. When he was looking. Oh, there comes the priest. He would definitely help me. Oh, there comes the Levi. He would definitely help me. Hallelujah. But help came through some other source. Hallelujah. As Mordecai told him, if you don't do what you should do for the people of God, help will come through some other way. Hallelujah. So take heart, O people of God. Don't look to the east. Don't look to the west. Don't look to the north. Don't look to the south. Hallelujah. In time of your need, know that somehow help will come to you. Hallelujah. God will send the help that you need. Hallelujah. God will send the help that you need. Hallelujah. God sees you. Hallelujah. God sees your need. Hallelujah. God sees your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When those who are appointed to help don't help, God will help send help through some other means. Hallelujah. For his people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. They shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. They shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. They shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. If you're a child of God, not for sure, you shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help will come to you. For my help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. For the Jewish man, the help came from the maker of heaven and earth through the good Samaritan. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. For you have been good to me. You carried me from the depths of my heart, I honor you, my Jesus, from the depth of my heart, yes, Lord, I offer you myself, oh, from the depth of my heart, I love you, my Savior, from the we thank you Lord for ministering to our hearts while we worshipped you with everything that is within us with hearts filled with gratitude for giving us the opportunity to praise you and thank you Lord on this Thanksgiving Sunday that you've given us plenty to be thankful for hallelujah just open your mouth, open your heart, and thank Him at His hour. Hallelujah. Think of every good thing that God has done for you. 
Hallelujah. How many times did the good Samaritan, the Lord Jesus Christ, come to you? Hallelujah. When you didn't have any help. When you didn't have any help. When you didn't have any help. Hallelujah. How many times? How many times? How many times? Did Jesus, the good Samaritan, come to you? Hallelujah. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. From the bottom of your heart, thank Him. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you for all that you've done for me. All through this month of November. And all through this year, Lord. January, you've been faithful to me. February, you've been faithful to me. March, you've been faithful to me. April, you've been faithful to me. Oh, Lord. May and June, you've been faithful to me. July and August, you've been faithful to me. September and October, you've been faithful to me. You have been good to me, Lord. You carry me. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you with a grateful heart. Hallelujah. Thank you with a grateful heart. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, I thank you, Lord, for being my good Samaritan. Thank you for being my good Samaritan. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for coming through. Oh, time and time again, oh, Lord. You came through, Lord. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. In the moments of disappointment, did God come and help you? In your moments of disappointment, did God come and help you? Oh, thank Him. If God helped you, thank Him with all your heart. Hallelujah. Praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. You have been good to me. You carried me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You have been good to me. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for giving us this time to thank you. Just show you how much we are thankful for what you've done, oh Lord. And we just give our hearts to you once more so that it can totally become yours. So that your heart can become ours. So that, Lord, we can be one with you 24-7 to be your hands and feet. Hallelujah. So we too can go and do what you did, oh God. What you have done for us, oh Jesus. Help us to go and do to others as you said. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for speaking to us, oh Lord Jesus. May this word that you have spoken to us, oh Lord. All go deep into our spirits, my Father. That we may truly become the hands and feet. The eyes and the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That many may be blessed, many wounded may be blessed by us through Christ working in and through us, O oh God. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. So bless us, O oh Lord, this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. Greetings to everyone in Jesus' mighty name, precious name. Uh, announcement for this week. Uh, Tuesday we have the family Bible study in the evening at 7, as usual, uh, at Drink Central. And uh, Thursday we don't have LTS this week, so please note that uh, Thursday we will not have LTS. Next week we will resume LTS uh, in the evening at 5.30. And um, kids meeting is on Saturday. 9.30 onwards, and uh, we have the morning calls uh, Monday through Saturday at 5.45, so uh, in the morning at 5.45. So uh, these are the meetings that we have, 
praise God. Uh, now this is the time to give to the Lord. stand together to give to the Lord. the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Lord in heaven, we thank you, especially on this Thanksgiving Sunday, Lord, this Thanksgiving week. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. From you, all good things come. Every blessing, Lord, flows from you. We thank you, Lord, for pardoning our iniquities on the cross by the blood of your Holy Son, Jesus. It's the only way we have any access to you, Lord. Your grace was displayed on the cross, and we thank you. We remember what you've done from the depths of our heart. We offer you ourselves, Lord. Father, as you look on these tithes and offerings that we have brought into your house, Father, I pray that our hearts will be accepted by you, that our lives will be a living sacrifice unto you, Lord. Bless your people with abundance this week, as you've been taking care of us every single day of our lives. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that this week especially, we'll be eternally grateful for all you've done for us on the cross. This is the reason for thanksgiving. Lord, this is the reason, more than anything else, to have a national day of thanksgiving, is to exalt the name of Almighty God for the death on the cross of His Son for our sins. Thank you, Lord. That's the true meaning of thanksgiving. Not some generic thanks, Lord, that people give and they enjoy themselves. But, Lord, to be humble before you and acknowledge you and enjoy your good blessings. Thank you, Lord, for giving us clothing, shelter, food. We have plenty by your grace. Thank you for placing us in the land of plenty. 
Jesus where even those who don't have much in comparison to the rest of society in this land, in this country, they're still rich compared to many in other countries. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, Lord. Help us to never take any blessing of yours for granted, but always with reverence and the fear of the Lord and great thanksgiving. Eat the food you've given us in humility. Lord, enjoy the blessings of God. And Father, I pray that you pour out your blessing on your people. Multiply to them, Father, many-fold what they've brought back to you to acknowledge that is from your hands that we have any good thing. Bless the people here, Lord, and those watching online abundantly this week as you draw our hearts even closer to you. Lord, and especially, Lord, on Thanksgiving Day, that we will take our families and point to the cross to give thanks for God's love that was displayed on the cross because that's the only reason we're alive, we have everlasting life. And then enjoy all the good things you've given us, Father, with great joy and celebration and thanksgiving to our God who's a God of joy. Praise be to your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
And I, I collapsed. I was, I was conscious, but I collapsed. And my, my mom was there, so by God's grace, she was there. And she caught me. And she started praying. And I seemed fine after that for a few seconds. Then, so then I, I stood up. I thought, it's over now, so I can stand. But a few seconds later, the same thing happened again. And that was right in front of my brother Daniel's room door. So then um, my mom brought me to Daniel's room, and, and she told me to lie down on the bed. But that's where, well, everything began to heighten after that. Very, very, very um, demonic and strange, like the whole attack. Because after that, well, I could not move at all. Even when I was lying down, it was like so bad. And the left side of my mouth completely locked. I mean, it locked. I could not move it. It was, it just closed. And, and it was like very painful, really painful. And, and my left hand somehow, it started like, without my control, it started like moving up and down, up and down, shaking. And, and I could not breathe, too. It was, it was, like, terrible. I could not breathe, and and I could not speak. And I was, like, so dizzy, and I had so much, so much pain. And because it happened so suddenly, my whole family was, well, they were wondering, what's, what's going on? And my mom was trying to ask me, what's going on? Like, she wanted to know so she could help me. She was saying, she was asking me, like, What's going on, darling? What's going on? But I could not, I could not answer. It was like struggling to breathe and, and having like so much pain on the left side, my arm, my, my head, my neck, my, my jaw. And, and I couldn't breathe. So it was, and my eyes were shut. So I was like, I was like trying so hard to answer, but I could not. It was, it was so difficult. And, and, so she kept asking me, and I was trying and trying and trying. And then it, it just went to the point where it became like life and death. It was life and death. I could not breathe at all. It was like, like, like I, it was, I felt like, like my heart and lungs were um, not moving. Like they were not even moving to take an oxygen. It was like arrested. So, in my mind, I was, um, I just finished praying, so even though all this was happening, I had God's joy inside, like, God's joy, because I, I just came from praying, so I had his joy and his peace and everything, but at the same time, I, this was all happening, so it was, physically it was really difficult, and, and um, for the first time in my life, I could not um, respond to my mom, and that that <laughs> that was really um, that itself, like that even more than the physical pain, just the fact that I couldn't respond to my mom, that made me feel like so so heartbroken. I was trying so hard to like, what's the matter, darling? What's happening? But I could not even answer, and and finally. Um, the Lord 
Yeah, my grandma came. She tried, um, she tried giving me something to drink. She tried giving me water, but the whole left side was paralyzed. It was not. It was locked. So she tried feeding me with a spoon. It was like so difficult. I, I was thinking, I wish I could tell them. I wish I could tell them. Like, like all these things were happening. They just think, like I got dizzy, but after some time, they they knew. Uh, past, uh, my mom was praying for me, and and the Lord uh, told her to take me to the uh, ER, the emergency room. So, well, I could not walk, but by God's grace, my brother Daniel was there. So he carried me. That only I know it's only the grace of God because. Another thing that happened to me was when, when I couldn't breathe and, and all these things happened, I was like, my whole weight was like, I could not move at all, so it was like dead weight. Like, I was, I became so heavy. God only gave my brother the grace to carry me, so he carried me, and he put me in the van, and like, only the Lord helped me survive to the emergency room, because it was like... Just moving me a little bit caused me to like, like lose the, my breath completely, like and just fully like, um, like the dizziness and everything became like much worse and it was like, I almost died. So by God's grace I survived and we made it to the emergency room, and that place was, uh, well. That's a place where I'm supposed to be helped, but it seemed, well, the opposite kind of happened. I, I wasn't able to talk, and I was, like, struggling to breathe and struggling in the pain and everything. So when the nurses came, they were, like, they were, they were wondering, what's going on? This is, like, we've never seen something like this before. They're, like, shaking me, Esther, Esther, and they're, like, hitting me. I'm, like, I, I can't even answer. They're, like, Esther, Esther. <laughs> it was so painful because they wanted me to respond, but I could not respond. And and then they so then they took me away, and and I was like struggling, struggling. Like I was, I felt like I was gonna die. It was like like only only God kept me alive, my spirit from leaving because I could not breathe at all. And so they they um, took me away, and I was like trying to breathe so much, and they're like questioning me one after the other, question after question, like, what is your name? Like, what is going on? Tell us, tell us, tell us. I could not. I was like, <laughs> I was like trying so hard. They're like, you've got to speak to us. Only then we'll be able to help you. I was like, then it went on for a long time. And I was like praying, like, Lord, help me. I feel like I'm going to, I can't even talk. They're like, they're like shaking me and hitting me. And then I finally, like, forced out my mouth. They said, can't breathe. And then they're like, Okay, we'll give you oxygen and 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 maybe that'll help you. <laughs> so they they gave me oxygen and by God's grace, in a few minutes, I was um I I came back and and I felt like everything was fine by the grace of God and and then I went home. Pastor Deep came, my dad and and um, my mom. They they took me home. And I thought everything was over. That stuff was a huge, huge, huge war for my life. 
But I, well, I thought everything was over. I was so thankful to God when they went home. But then that that same uh, yeah, I was there until the next day actually. No, November 12th. It happened early morning. Everything started early, early morning. So then um, after I went home, I, I slept during the day and I got at night. And I had to write to all my professors because I, I missed a lot of deadlines, a lot of assignments. And so I had to write to them. I tell them this suddenly happened and, and can you please give me an extension? And while I was typing, all of a sudden, the fingers in my left hand like, they, I started having difficulty moving them. I thought, let me just, let me just force myself and do it. I don't think anything's happening. I'm like, let me just, maybe I'm just a little bit tired from the previous day. So I forced myself and I kept typing and typing. And then the whole left hand became, um, it stopped working. It became stiff. And, and I started having the, shortness of breath again. It started coming. And and the dizziness. And I had Joseph, Elizabeth, and Daniel with me. I was talking to them, and it, it all started. And Elizabeth and Joseph were, they were getting scared. They said, like, Esther, do you want mommy? Should we call mommy? And I, was, I said, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. This is just a little bit like, I thought it was like, a, I was just tired. So I said, it's okay. I just need to be careful. <laughs> just I just have to be careful, and I'll be fine. But in a few minutes, it became really, really bad. And finally, I thought, okay, now I need to call mommy. So I told Joseph, I said, Joseph, can you call mommy? I, I need her now. So he, he was already watching, and so he got scared, and he ran, and he called. And then my mom came, and, um, yeah, she came to help me, and I got up. And this time when I got up, I just, I fully... I fully collapsed, and I, this time I was gone. Like, by God's grace, I didn't die, but, but I wasn't conscious at this point. I was gone. So Daniel carried me again. He carried me to the sofa downstairs. And, and uh, my mom came, and my grandma and grandpa came, and um, our dear Mike and Heidi were there, I heard later. And... So they were all praying. They were all praying a lot. And it was like all the symptoms started, I heard later. Like the hand went, was like going like this. I, I wasn't breathing properly and like hardly at all. And it was like everything, everything started again. So everybody was praying and praying and praying. And the Lord led my mom to take me to the ER again. So Daniel carried me. He put me... um in the, I don't know if it was a van or car, probably the van, and I heard that um, Heidi was holding me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wish I was awake that time. <laughs> yeah, that was so sweet. I heard later. And she was praying. I know Mike was praying, and and um, my mom and dad, I know they texted our Church family, all of you, and you're all praying and praying. I thank you all so much for that. And so I, I was taken to the ER, and and I heard that that I was like that for three hours. I was unconscious for three hours. No response, nothing. 
And, and my mom told me, like, I was unconscious, but the doctors did not do anything to help me. The nurses did not do anything to help me. They were, they were just, they left me. They basically left me. And they went, they were doing their own stuff. And my mom was next to me. She was praying and praying. But in the midst of all that, she had, she had God's peace. She wasn't like panicking like, oh no, she's going to die. She's going to be gone. She's not answering. Nobody's helping. She had God's peace. It was heartbreaking for her to see me like that, but she had peace that God is over this. God is going to do something. And so she was praying, and um, my dad was praying too. I think he was, uh, he was, yeah, he was at work that time, so he heard over the phone and he was praying. Yeah, he was on his way back home. See, I, I wasn't awake at that time, so I don't know everything that happened. So I'm hearing now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, my dad was coming to the hospital. And so I was, I was gone for three hours, and, and it was like a long time. They didn't give me oxygen. They didn't give me anything, no medicine. They didn't even try to get me back. And then, then I heard that the Lord told my mom, as you're all praying, the Lord told my mom, speak in us's ear and say, by his stripes you are healed. And so then she started doing this. She started, like, she told me later, by his stripes you are healed, by his stripes you are healed. And then, then suddenly, um, I started coming back, and I heard, what I heard was, like, my mom was calling me. She was like, Mommy, baby girl, Esther. <laughs> and I, and, and I, I started, like, um, moving my eyes. And by the grace of God, in a few seconds, I opened my eyes, and I saw her, and I was like, Oh, Mommy. <laughs> I didn't know what happened. <laughs> and well, so by the grace of God, I came back. But... After this point, I could not walk. So it was not like the previous day. It became a whole lot worse. I could not walk, and I could not move, not even a little bit, or else the whole dizziness and everything would just heighten a lot more, and the whole whole seizure and everything would take over. And, yeah, so then um, I was... So doctors came, nurses came, and at this point, I, I could talk a little bit, but it was difficult. So they came, they started questioning me, and so I was answering them, and then they admitted me to the, um, to the hospital, Orange Regional Medical Center, and yeah, so much has happened in a <laughs> short time, so I'm like trying to collect everything, all my thoughts, but... Yeah, yeah, God gave really good nurses there. It was, it was like night and day, because the ER was terrible, horrible, like hell. And, well, but this time when I was taken upstairs in the hospital, the nurses were like angels. They, like God's favor was, was there. And they helped me and everything. And so the next day, um, there were, I was in the hospital, and they were doing tests and different things. But this whole condition was extremely, extremely strange, because 
with all the testing, nothing showed up. Nothing showed up on the um, the testing. So the doctors and the nurses did not know what this was. What is this strange thing that's, that's happening with her? But I could not move. I could hardly talk. I had a lot of severe pain. My neck and my arm and and the jaw and the jaw would constantly, like, often lock, and the seizures would come, like, so frequently. And, yeah, my mom, like, I, because I couldn't move, my mom would try to feed me. And, but every time she brought the spoon to my mouth, the mouth would not open. It would be, like, locked. And, and, and I didn't, I really didn't have appetite either. So, it was difficult to eat. I wanted to open my mouth because my mom was trying to feed me, and I, I always like like it when I'm babied by my mom. <laughs> so I was, just, I was like, "This is so heartbreaking." My mom is trying to feed me. I cannot open my mouth. But that's what happened, and I had very bad headache, and and if I even tried m- making like a little effort to move or even open my mouth. The whole seizure would begin. I started like going, oh, oh. and my mom would be like, "Oh my lord, like, that's there," <laughs> and everything would start again. Like, and it was it was really bad. It, and these episodes would go on for a long time. It's not like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It'll, it'll just go on and on and on. And and um, yeah, so that's what happened there. And the doctors and nurses were trying to find out what's the cause of this. They kept asking me so many questions. Like by the time the episodes were over, I was like, like I was fully drained. But it was difficult. I had to answer the question after question. They had to try so many things, but they could not find out what this was. So I was in this hospital for Orange Regional for um, um, four days. Yeah, four days. And I still remember the nurses. They tried to make me gap and walk. These were really good nurses. They thought, like, let's just see what, what happens, like, if she can get up. So they, they helped me a lot. They tried so hard, and I tried so hard, but every time I moved, it was like, the dizziness came so bad, and the whole breath was gone, and, like, I was like, I felt like I was, was going to die. And, and they knew, like, she can't get off the bed. She cannot move. And they'll tell me, don't get off the bed. Don't, don't even try, because... This is dangerous. If you fall, that's it for you. So I did not get off the bed for days. I could not. I could not move. My mom had to help me with everything. And and it came to a point that it was all so strange, so hard to find that the doctors decided that they had to send me to another hospital, Mount Sinai, for further testing. And... And, um, yeah, and, and that hospital would, uh, well, I would not be allowed to see anyone except for four hours each day, and that anyone would be either my mom or my dad, only one of them. So that, well, that was, that's what they wanted to do, because they wanted to find out what was going on. So they... So then the doctor came uh, one morning, and she asked me, can you get up? And, and I, I said, no, I can't get up. She said, try. She said, try to get up. 
And I tried and I tried and I struggled and I was like, like I wasn't able to. And then the doctor asked my mom, can you, can you walk out this second? And then, <laughs> and then my mom went and I was like, oh. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, get up. And I tried so hard. She said, get up. If you don't get up, I'm going to send you to Mount Sinai. And I tried and I tried and I tried. Because, you know, some, some kids, they, they, they don't put full effort when it comes to getting up or listening to the doctors. They sometimes, they're sometimes a little lazy, some, you know, sometimes a little lazy. So she was trying to see, is she really not able to walk? Is she, is she acting? So she tried so hard, I could not. And she, and she looked at me and she, and she said, then how can you go home? If you're not able to get up, how can you go home? And, and then my mom came back, the doctor called her back, and yeah, I remember when, after I tried getting up, like, everything started, like, the arm and everything, and I could not control it, and, and I could not breathe, and the, all the pain and everything, like, became so much worse. And then she finally told the nurses, put her down, like, she can't get up. So then she went and she called my mom, my mom came, and, and the doctor told her, like, she can't go home like this, she can't get up. But... But the Lord told my mom that, that I am going home that day. So the Lord gave my mom and dad the exact words to, to tell the doctor. And, and the Lord led them to schedule some appointments um, for me with some other doctors. So it took a while. The devil did not want me to go back home. But God worked it out. God made it possible. For me to go back home. So, um, which night was it when, when I spoke to my parents on the phone? Was that the night when, when I, um, was at this hospital or? See, so much has happened. I was like going in and out of the consciousness, unconsciousness. I'm like, but so much has happened. I'm going to help her. Yeah, I need mama's help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so um, she was not able to get up at all, but um, God came through in the sense that where they were going to switch her to a different hospital, we didn't know what was going to happen, whether, um, how she's going to be by herself in that hospital, and how she's going to, what testing they're going to do, and and, um, what's going to happen to her, because it's it was kind of a very rare uh, disease um, because the MRI was normal, her, you know, EEG was normal, and and her blood work was normal, and everything was normal. They're not able to find anything in her um, um, lab test so far. They didn't do the neck MRI; they did the head, and uh, they they said we need to do a spinal tap, we need to do you know different other things. But they said in this hospital we can do only so much. You need to go to Mount Sinai. And um, at that point, um, four days we were all in the hospital, night and day, I'm seeing her with seizures and uh, with tremendous pain. So I um, called Pastor Pradeep and I told him that um, I need to come home. We can't. They only allowed me to stay there. It was a miracle in itself that they let me stay there past 8 o'clock. I was there with her night and day. And uh, we're not allowed to, but they made an exception because her case was so severe. And they said, you can stay. That's the favor of God. God gave me in that hospital where I was able to stay with her 
night and day and changing her and being with her you know with no sleep just watching her because in any minutes she can get that you know whole thing again and because breathing was involved in this um it was very difficult where she can't talk she can't move she cannot even turn her head her head will be like this and the shoulder will start to vibrate so bad um the left hand will start moving and the whole mouth will start you know trembling and and her eyes will close she cannot talk um she'll be in tremendous pain and um so it was very hard to see for four days and um um like as you know told um to our church in one of the meetings we've seen so many healings in our church church over here and in our ministry that we've seen god open blind eyes god open deaf ears god heal cancer god heal um um all kinds of diseases this is nothing before the lord but when it came for her the lord clearly told me he said there's a path i am taking her through and i'm taking you through and the church through and uh power has been given you know for duration you know for the enemy and um so i was helpless basically depending on god helpless in the sense from human help we had god's help there but uh having prayed for so many people and have seen so many instant healings uh with my own daughter god held that back and um so as i was there i saw god give me grace that's all i can say because it's a very difficult path even to um be there and watch her in the condition and um so that evening the lord um had me go home cuz they gave a special permission for pastor pradeep to come and see her he had not seen her in um over 4 days so pastor pradeep came and i went home to take some things for her because they had the leads on her head and everything and and they were going to switch her to the other hospital they had just take the taking the leads off because her head was itching a lot from the um from the glue stuff and whatever they put so i was going to go home and get some cloth and whatever she needed to see if i can gently wipe it and and um you know she didn't brush her teeth you know she couldn't do anything so i was going to go get you know things that she needed so i can help her a little bit at least and i didn't know if it would work but in my heart i needed to pray cuz um god would speak so frequently god should god would um show directions so um crystal in a crystal clear manner but in this case um god would just give me a song here a song there the songs that god has given one line will come one line beyond that i didn't hear anything from the lord so um it was um i needed to hear from god so said all the other times like god would talk <laughs> he would talk all the time and this time it was like other than the songs he was like quiet and um so now i told pastor pradeep i said i need to go home i need to pray and i came home and i i was crying all the way back home and to the car and to the house and um that's when she was by herself she was with pastor pradeep and by the time i was getting the stuff i had special permission to stay overnight but it so happened that day god ordained that whoever was there told pastor pradeep your wife can't come and stay with her tonight and you have to go it's 8 o'clock and while i was about to leave pastor pradeep said you she can you can't come they said no you cannot come i said she's going to be by herself she can't turn she can't move her head even if something happens where she can't even open her mouth and call and i said how can you know uh, they do like this because they allowed me to stay there for four days they've given me special permission but he said no this lady said no and i heard her talk and you know pastor pradeep had me on the speaker so he came home and i knew at that point god 
is going to be with her. And I told Pastor Pradeep, I said, if God wants you to come home and me not to go, that means Jesus is going to be with her. And it was difficult, but we trusted God. And we came home and it was like tears. It was my son was in tears. My daughter was in tears. You know, little one. And we were in tears. And um, we started praying. It was during that time she was praying in her, in her room, right? Yes. You can go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mommy. <laughs> that was a big help. Yeah. So, yeah, I was trying to remember which night that was. But now I do, so. That night, for the first time, I, I could understand what loneliness was like because I'm always at home with my mom, my dad, my brothers and sisters, my sister. <laughs> yeah, so even um, when I go to college, after each class, I'll, I'll, like, I'll go out as if I'm going to go to the restroom and I'll just go out and I'll walk just to call my mom and see her on Skype and talk to her. Because, you know, we're so, we're very, um, what to say, loving family. So, this time, well, even at home, even at home, after a few um, hours of doing my schoolwork, I'll think, like, I want to go, I want to go out and see my mom, I want to go out and see my family. So, I'll open the door and I'll go and I'll, I'll talk to them about the Lord and things that happen in class. But this time, I, I knew my mom is not just a door away. My dad is not just a step away. My brothers and sister are not a few feet away. Nobody that I know is in this building. So for the first time, I was like, whoa, this is terrible. They actually left when she was asleep. Yeah. And that's the other factor that when she wakes up, she wouldn't know that we even. Yeah, Pastor Deep actually said she's sleeping, and if I leave and come, she's going to wake up and she's going to look for me. And I told him because her waking up, and if we wake her up in the sleep, she can start getting seizures. So it was very, very delicate situation. So I told him, you know, just quietly come, do not disturb her at all. So he came, and she woke up and she's looking. Where's Daddy? Daddy's not here. Mommy didn't come. So. She knew that unless they really chase us out, we won't leave that place. So they obviously chase us out. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I woke up and I was, I was looking for, for my dad and I was thinking, where did he go? And I saw the light was off but the door was open and the light was on outside. And I saw all the things were there but none of my parents were there. And I thought, okay, maybe the nurse has chased them out. So <laughs> I am left alone. And if I was by myself, I could hardly do anything. But then, then I started praying. And it so happened that the Lord opened my mouth. And this was like after days of not being able to open my mouth and really pray, I, I got to open my mouth and pray to Jesus and talk to Him. But just during that time, God opened her mouth so she can pray. Yeah. So that was, that was a big blessing. That was something I missed for days. So I started praying, and, and pretty much every day, every night, I, I think about what a treasure Jesus is. He's the greatest gift my parents could ever give me, and I would just, every night I'll think that, and I'll tell Jesus, 
Like you're, you're the best gift I could ever have, and I'll, I'll just thank him. Like, I can take you wherever I go. So this time, when I was alone, I, I thought about that. And this time, it, it, meant, it meant so much more to me than ever. So I was like, whoa, like, like Lord, I can take you anywhere, and I'm all by myself, and not even the nurses are here, and you are here. And I started talking and talking, and God's presence came, and I just felt like so happy in the Lord. And... and and I just, I really treasured him, like, more than ever before. So, so I, I cried out to him, like, even that's a miracle. I could cry out because, because I, I couldn't breathe and the left side was locked and all those things. So, because the Lord opened my mouth, I was able to, like, cry out to God and express my heart to him and talk to him. And I cried so loud and somehow the nurses did not hear me or they did not care to come, I don't know, but... For a long time, I was, like, crying out and crying out and, like, talking to God and worshiping Him. It was so beautiful. So, after Jesus came, I felt a lot better. But before that, the loneliness that I felt was, like, terrible, terrible. But I learned, like, how, how much comfort Jesus can give to those who are lonely. And, and then my mom and dad called me on the phone. And, and I picked up, and that was a miracle in itself. I could hold the phone and, and speak to them. I was holding it with my left hand. That was a, like, just for that moment, God made it possible. He knew, like, how much I can take. I can't take any more than that. I have to be able to hold the phone and talk to my parents. So he gave me the ability to hold the phone and talk to them for a little bit. And, and they, they started singing to me, they, and my mom read a, a whole bunch of special psalms and scripture portions to me, and, and this was after my, my family spent a lot of time with the Lord, so, and, and the Lord told them to take me back home. Yeah, so, yeah, so, um, when she was having her time with the Lord over there, um, we were at home, and Pastor Padip was praying, and, um, we were praying, he was praying, and, uh, we had no words to say, so he was praying to the Lord, asking God for strength, give us strength, and I was in tears, crying and crying and crying, and, um, and um, I had no words to speak except to say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, that's all I was able to say, and um, then um, Daniel was like, you know, curled up, and Elizabeth was curled up, you know, it was like, you know, a house was never like this, um, then what happened was suddenly by the time Pastor Pradeep was finishing his prayer, the Lord told me, get your guitar and start worshiping me. And, I, and in my mind, I had no strength physically or emotionally. I had no strength to get up and go and get the guitar. So I heard it and I knew I was going to do it. Within that minute, Pastor Pradeep said, you should get your guitar and start worshiping God. And I said, that's what the Lord said. And I don't know if it was Elizabeth or Daniel. One of them went and got the guitar and gave me. And it was like we were weeping while we began worshiping God. And the Spirit of the Lord came so powerfully. And um, we heard so much of heavenly um, music. And um, God gave another new song. And um, his, the song that God gave was so powerful um, that... God started speaking uh, to me, you know, through the song. He said, um, 
I lead you. You know, you lead me by your right hand. You lead me by your right hand. And um, in the in the middle of the scorching desert, where fiery serpents and scorpions are there, you lead me by your right hand. And in the um, in the desert where there's no water, he split open the rock and he gave uh, water from uh, the rock, Christ the rock. You lead me by your right hand. So God gave that song, and and as the new song was coming with tears, we were um, singing. The presence of God was so um, heavy. While the song was finishing, the Holy Spirit said, Bring Esther home. Make outpatient appointment, and I will lead you from there. So once God said very clearly, we prayed and we finished, and I told Pastor Pradeep, we're going to tell this to Esther that we're going to bring her home. We're going to have outpatient appointments, and then we're going to see how God is going to lead us. But to bring her from the hospital to our home was a big challenge because she can't move. She can't do anything. How are we going to bring her here? We knew God told us to do that. So we said, this is what we're going to do. And that's when I called and spoke to her. We spoke to her with the phone and we sang to her. God strengthened um, Pastor Pradeep and myself so we'll be able to talk to her with the phone. We knew she was by herself. We were able to sing and we were able to read the scriptures to her. And then uh, we said, a few more hours then we'll be there, and then morning, we were there to um, get her home. That's when the doctor somehow, you know, tried so many different times um, to check her to see if she could go home. And they came and said, there's no way your child can go home. Because they were going to do an internal transfer from there to Mount Sinai. They said, she's in a very, very um, difficult position where she cannot do anything. She can't even lift her head off even like this from the pillow. She can't even do that. So... How are we going to take her home? And we had already all the appointments scheduled and we said, um, we're going to follow through, but right now this is what we're going to go and do because she cannot be in another place by herself. We said she has her eight-year-old you know, brother there who loves her and the family there. She needs that little bit of uh, you know, change in the environment and then we're going to follow through. And um, so we had like the inpatient and uh, we had like the in-home uh, home attendant, you know, all those things arranged, somebody to come, you know, I'm going to, I said, I was going to, I'm going to be there with her all the time, but someone else in addition to that to, you know, help her, um, you know, with us and, and then uh, we were going to get a hospital bed and we were going to, you know, you know, get all those things. So she was not even in a position to even move a little bit to even use like anything else other than, you know, anything in the bed. She was like completely confined to the bed. But, uh, Finally, you know, when the doctor heard that we were going home, she finally said, okay. But she said, how are you going to transport her from here? We said, stretcher. Put her on the stretcher and then bring her to the car. Said, my son and my husband will come. We will carry her. Put her in the car. We're going to take her home. And um, the doctor looked at me and um, she said, I don't know how you're going to do this. And um, so that's what we did. God helped, you know, Daniel and Pastor Pradeep come carry her, carry her to the van and we brought her home, carried her home and put her in, a, in her bed and we were, we began to look for the hospital bed, you know, for the house and we already had the appointment so it was the next afternoon, next day afternoon is our appointment with the pediatrician, that's the first appointment the Lord had told us to um, get and then we had an appointment with the neurologist and uh, with another doctor after that, but um, when we um, took her home that night, uh, with just a slight movement, you know, after we put the put her on the bed, the whole thing started again. So she had a you know very difficult time through the night, just like you know in the hospital. 
And um, it just broke our heart. But it actually had my parents see what, she, what was going on with her. Otherwise, at home, she completely passed out. And that's all they saw. Uh, with, you know, the arm moving. But this time, they actually saw the full-blown, you know, thing. And it just really, really um, uh, had them uh, really um, uh, pray. See what was really happening. And it really burdened them a lot. The reason why God did certain things, because when the miracle takes place, nobody would think that, okay, it's just a small thing. Everyone knew how serious this was. But um, we brought her home, and we had, and for our, you know, for some hours we were praying, and she said, during that time, the Lord spoke to you, right? Have the church to fast and pray? Oh, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, that night was, that was one of the worst ever. I could not, like, you know, all the symptoms came back, but this was beyond what my body could even take. It was, it came to the point that I just, my body wanted to give up, like, give up my spirit and let it go. But I knew God has a plan. This is the path that God wants me to go through. So, like, in, in my heart I was praying, and, and I, um, my dad was playing the box set. So I heard all the songs, I'm a warrior, and all those different songs, like, very powerful songs. And, and but while I was hearing those songs, the devil started coming and trying to lie to me. He, he tried to tell me, like, you're never going to get up, you're never going to be able to read, you're never going to be able to study. Like, all kinds of things he started telling me. But I knew, like, God has a plan. God can do anything. And I was listening to the songs. Box app is an app that our church uh, family uses to play the songs that the Lord gave my mom. Just so um, you all know. (laughs) 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 So we were, uh, my dad was playing it um, in the room, and I was listening to it. But at this point, my body could not take anymore. I was like struggling, struggling, struggling. It was so bad, so bad. Throughout the entire night, my dad was like praying and praying. Like I was feeling like, like, kind of like sorry for them because they're like praying the whole night and I was struggling and struggling. My dad was like, he was praying like so earnestly to God, and my mom was praying, and and my my grandfather, my grandmother came, and they were praying so much too. They were like, my grandfather said uh, he told my dad, whenever you need prayer, just call me and I'll come. And that was that really meant a lot to me because they were they were exhausted. This was throughout the entire night. So anytime like like throughout the night they'll come and they'll pray and they'll pray and they'll pray. Like they'll stay praying and the, and they'll and they'll try to help me and my mom will be praying and praying, my dad will be praying and praying. And my brother Daniel will also be praying, my sister Elizabeth and my brother Joseph, like everybody and our church family. I know you're all praying and praying and praying. That was the most, one of the most difficult nights ever. And, but, and we, we knew that God told us to bring her home because um, in the hospital they said that Mount Sinai didn't have a bed. After the Lord told us to bring her home, when we went to the hospital, that's the only reason they let her go home because Mount Sinai didn't have a bed. They were going to do an internal transfer and take her there, but because they didn't have a bed, they let her go because we're going to follow up and you know, take, you know, get the treatment that she needed. So God really showed us exactly where we needed to take her because many people were trying to say, oh, Mount Sinai is a good hospital, you should take her there. But that was not God's will. Um, 
her being by herself there every day, only four hours one of us could go, uh, that itself would cause more damage, you know, than anything else. So um, God knew everything. God knew that she belonged to him, and he knew to what extent she could go through. And this was the height of uh, suffering that we've seen. And the Lord said, not without the parents. And so um, God is really good. After we brought her home and she really struggled through the night, and the Lord spoke to me and I told Pastor Pradeep, he said, today, that tell the church to, it was Wednesday, um, the church needs to fast and pray. The Lord clearly said, don't tell them right now where you're taking, what you're doing. Just tell them to fast and pray. Their focus should not be scattered. Tell them to fast and pray. And um, we... We were just waiting for the 1.30 appointment with the pediatrician, so we had her home. The moment, you know, we got the appointment and we did the, um, the tele, you know, uh, appointment uh, because we couldn't take her, uh, the pediatrician saw her and immediately she said, take her to Westchester um, Children's Hospital. Take her there. They, you have specialists there. And that's what we did immediately because God already told her the next step is going to come from this appointment, outpatient appointment that you're getting from the pediatrician. So um, once we heard that, Daniel carried her, and then we put her in the, carried her in the car, and then took her to the ER. And then the next set of nightmares started, you know, from there. And that was a time, you know, that all of you were praying, praying, fasting and praying uh, for her while she really went through, you know, torture um, at that ER. I mean, nobody would believe, but things happened because power was given to the enemy for a short time. So what other people wouldn't go through, usually... She went through, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, I want to say one more thing about that night. Yeah, during, during the height of all of that, the, the amazing thing was, well, at, at that moment, nobody would be able to think, or, or even, yeah, no one would be able to think normally. It was really bad. But at that time, like, the Lord strongly, like, he strongly told me, ask Ask your dad to have the church family come together on video conference and fast and pray specifically for you. Because it was during that time the Lord told me, but I couldn't speak. And so it was so amazing that God um, had my parents do just that and much more. In the morning call, I know you were all praying for me. And, and then you gathered together the next night and you were praying and praying and praying and fasting. And that... And that night was when I went to this ER, Children's Hospital. We were hoping at least the Children's Hospital things would be a little more, um, you know, the nurses and doctors would care a little more. They'll be a little more gentle. But Emergency room. Right? Yeah, the emergency room. But that was not the case. This was like the worst of the worst. Even worse than that night. Because on top of everything, they just... They made things like hell. So, my brother, Daniel, carried me. Uh, first, we, we went to the hospital. That was like one hour and, was it one hour and ten yeah. minutes? One hour and ten minutes away from home. So, after the long drive, my brother, Daniel, carried me. And once they lifted me up, everything started again. Yeah, she had a seizure and everything. Yeah, the whole thing started. But I was, I was alert, I was conscious this time, but I had no control. Everything started, and my brother carried me. And, and 
he put me in a wheelchair, my dad was helping him, and we, they could not even put a jacket on me. I could not, yeah. it was, I could not move yeah, at all. She could not move her hand, she couldn't move her neck, so we couldn't put a jacket on her because the uh, seizures will get worse. It already started, so uh, we just wrapped her with uh, Elizabeth in a pink blanket, and uh, she had no um, shoes or anything. We couldn't put anything on her because every touch would heighten it more. And um, that's how, you know, she went to the hospital. We just covered her externally with a, you know, jacket while she came out of the car, just by the feet and, and over her without putting any hands, you know, inside the jacket, just cover her with a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had the blanket around me and I was on the wheelchair. As soon as Daniel put me on the wheelchair, I just come, I, I just... I could not, like, it was beyond. I just collapsed. I was alert, but I collapsed in the sense I could not move at all, and I was just, like, dead weight. And as Daniel, Pastor Pradeep, uh, my dad wheeled me in, I heard the nurses and the doctors. They started. I, I did not expect this, but that's what happened. It's unbelievable, but it happened. They started mocking. They're like, oh, look at her in the sheet, and they're, like, laughing and mocking. And... And then, then, then they, um, I don't know who picked me up, I couldn't, my eyes were shut, but then I was put on the, um, the table, the bed. Yeah, the, the bed. bed. And, and I couldn't, like, everything was full blown. And they were, like, laughing and, and, like, mocking, like, I don't know what's going on. And they're, like, walking back and forth, and, and it was, it was beyond. I, I could not breathe, like. He was, uh, convulsing so badly. And desperately trying to get air in, and tears just flowing. And they were poking her with an extra large needle. We found out later from another nurse they shouldn't have used that. And uh, not giving oxygen for a good 15, 20 minutes. And I was pleading with them, saying, This is the basic thing she needs that can help her. And it was really a satan, you know, it was, it was a dangerous thing where, you know, the enemy wasn't happy with what God was doing in her life. And she could have literally died there right before my eyes. Could have been cardiac arrest, respiratory arrest, everything. But they would not give the oxygen. And uh, we kept praying and praying and watching her. Uh, she just, she could have given up just from the struggle of trying to be able to breathe. And in the, in the same arm that she was having seizure, that's where they actually put another IV line in there. They had one. They didn't have to do it here, but... You know, I was pleading. I said, don't put it here because there's a hand that's going like this and you're putting it right here. But they wouldn't listen. So they were like so bent on doing everything that's opposite. And her neck was like tremendously in pain. And they said, we're going to put a neck collar. I said, please don't do that. And Pastor Pradeep was begging. He said, please give her oxygen. Please give her oxygen. And then, um, you know, I told Pastor Pradeep, I said, um, you know, I'm going to, um, um, you know, step out. I'm going to step out. I said, I went to the car and I cried out to the Lord. I said, this is beyond I said, what we can bear, Lord. Give us grace. Give me grace, you know, because I was having like chest pain and could not see what she was going through because I heard her, you know, you know, cry. And um, it really um, weighed very heavily on me. Both the hands, you know, we've all taken IV and they gave IV in the other hospital and everything over here. Like they just like... They just, you know, if you can just take a uh, wet needle and just, you know, jab, you know, that's how it was, like, very rude and 
laughing and doing it the whole time laughing and mocking and the parents are right there and we couldn't say anything because they can kick us out and do whatever so uh, we're praying just you know pleading and begging and finally they gave her oxygen finally um, they gave her um, uh, the medicine to stop uh, the seizure you know I had to plead for that and finally they gave that and uh, during that time what did the Lord show you? Yeah, during that time, so amazing, because this was a moment when normally no one would be able to think. It was so, so severe, and, and it came to a point, like, like, I usually, like, you all know, I'm usually extremely quiet, so I won't, I won't make noise, I won't make a scene or anything. Like, even if I'm in pain, I won't, I won't announce it. But at this point, it was beyond, and because the arm was, like, moving without my control, they just, and they put the needle in, and this arm as well, it was like, and on top of not being able to breathe, not being able to move the mouth and everything, and they're hitting me, like trying to force me to speak, it was beyond, so I was like, at least 15 to 20 minutes, I was like, like, screaming and screaming and like, crying, and, and it went to the point that I couldn't even, I couldn't even cry, it was like, like, I was just like, frozen, like, like that. Because she couldn't, you know, speak, yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't breathe. But during that time, so amazing, God, after they pierced, they pierced me with that large needle, the Lord, the Lord, um, and, and as they're moving me like so, like, roughly, the Lord brought to me about Jesus, how, like, what he went through, how it would have been when the soldiers handled him, like, how rough, how... In addition to all his pain after being beaten and and scourged and everything, how it would have felt for him. Like, how much more? I was like, while I was like crying and everything, I was thinking like, wow, like, Jesus, like what he went through. And, and I could really understand how, like, a lot more about the suffering of Jesus and... God gave a revelation. Yeah. You know, at that time during the pain, God gave revelation of the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ and the mocking that he went through and the physical pain that he went through where when you're going through this you cannot think in your mind these things but it was a revelation that God was giving to her at the same time I was outside in the car um, you know crying out to the Lord saying Lord I can't see this I can't see the child suffer I cannot go back in and see her suffer and it was at that time God showed you know the Lord spoke so clearly it was a revelation that the Lord gave me said this is how I felt and this is why I turned my face when my son was nailed and um, God spoke you know through the song that the Lord gave and then the Lord you know spoke um, in depth you know for you know a couple minute or so that's how revelation is it's such a uh, quick thing but then you get what God is saying and uh, the Lord um, spoke it was the suffering of Jesus and the suffering of God the Father also how like he could not you know he could not see a lot of times people say oh God turned his face away from Jesus because uh, of the sins of the world but it's beyond that God didn't just turn his face because of the sins of the world but it's really because of the father he could not see the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ and his heart hurt and he turned our God is such a compassionate God and uh, he's not a monster oh he's turning away his face now he's just using Jesus and all the sin is there so he's turning his face away because he's so holy with no emotions no he's he's such a good parent and God so loved the world but he loved his beloved son also. So, so um, seeing the end result, which is our salvation, 
Jesus had to go through this and God the Father also went through that heartache, you know, where he felt his heart was ripped out and he couldn't take it anymore and he turned his face, you know, for a moment. And God gave that revelation and strengthened me and after that, you know, I was able to go back in and um, then we were moved, you know, upstairs uh, for, a, uh, for about like um, six hours, you know, we were going to, we were staying there and they said, it's going to take longer. We said, okay, because she was in so much pain we said is there any way you can at least adjust this because this is the hand that you know has that you know uh, movement when the seizure happens and it happens so frequently and they said nope this hat's going to be and um, so we couldn't say anything we said okay let's wait till we get a room upstairs once they admit her then some of the nurse will be there we'll tell them to loosen this or do something but it so happened, they came and they said, you're going to stay here till 10 o'clock in the morning. So now, from 9 to 10 o'clock, you know, she's going to be in this pain. But God was so merciful that um, they came within like four hours or so and they gave us a room. So we were so thankful to God. We're going to go up. This is going to be fixed. But when we went upstairs, the nurse over there said, no, 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 we cannot take this. This is going to stay there because, you know, when an emergency happens, we'll need this line. So that was not taken. So we knew that she was going to stay with that pain, continuous pain, in addition to everything that she had. But um, God gave her grace through it, even without them taking after that, um, to bear that. And then it was um, the next morning, a few hours she fell asleep. And um, next morning is when the, the chief neurologist came. You know, other doctors came. You know, we're just, you know, cutting it short. But a lot of other doctors came and they saw, and they all said, okay, this is a very rare condition, it's a very rare condition, we had to find out what this is, what this is, and then the chief neurologist came and he said, um, next time when this starts, he said, we're not going to stop it, we're just going to let it play out, and this is like very severe, and um, so I was asking, is there any way you can give the medicine to stop the doctor? He said, no, we're not giving it. He said, even after half an hour? He said, no. What about one hour? No. So I said, will you be there? I'm asking all these questions. Will you be there? I said, if, I, you know, if, we, if the nurse lets you know about what's happening, will you be there? He said, I'll be home. I can check the readings from home. So he won't be even there to see what's happening. And he's saying he's not going to give anything to stop that. And, um, and he just walked out. Because, he, because in his mind, because it's a rare disease, they want to find out. So it's the experiment, you know, they want to see how far this goes and what happens. They're going to document everything. But... Because it's her heart and lung that is involved on the left side and she suffers of breathing and what happened the previous night in the morning also and the previous days. My heart just sank when, he, when the, the doctor said he walked out. We knew why he was saying, but this is not what he's thinking. He has no idea, you know, what she's going through. And when he went, my heart just sank and the Lord spoke to me at that moment. The Lord said, well, you brought her home yesterday. He said, were you dependent on oxygen and medicine? I said, no, Lord. Said, you told me to bring her home and I brought, yes. And he said, I told you to bring her here and I, you brought her here. That's what I said when I went to the car. When I brought her home, as soon as I brought her home, I said, Lord, you told me to bring her home. I brought her home. You told me to get the appointment with the pediatrician. I've done that. Lord, you're telling me to take her to Westchester after this appointment with the doctor. And that's what we're doing. And we brought her here. And when this traumatizing event happened, I went to the car and I said, Lord, I brought her because you told me to. And I said, now I want you to give me grace. I'm not asking why, I'm not asking anything. I know there's a path we're going to go through. We have to, but I said, I need your strength. I need your grace. And, and God was very faithful, but God brought that to me. 
when the doctor said, this is what we're going to do. And um, I said, yes, God gave us grace last night. And so God will give us. You know, I know she wasn't going to die because God has shown, you know, bits and pieces of her future. I know she's going to serve the Lord. But to see her suffer, it was very, very tormenting. And um, so once the Lord said that, if help is not coming, I'm her help. And I said, that's the best thing. And I told her, don't worry, darling. I said, nobody's going to give you anything. I said, that means Jesus is going to show up. And Jesus is um, never going to leave you. And she said, I know, mommy. She said, I know. And then that night, we were just bracing ourselves. We said, Lord, no more seizures. We said, no more of this seizures. This should not come to her again. Because we know they're not going to stop. They're not going to give anything. And um, so we were praying, you know, through that night. I know all of you were praying. And then nighttime, she started having the whole unbearable neck pain again. And the, and the, the face, the jaw, and not able to speak, and the whole thing. And she wants to turn. And they put the you know, new uh, EEG on her two times. Three times they came and adjusted. And they said, this has to stay. And so she was just like this. She had tremendous pain. She couldn't sleep. We were trying to tell her, try to sleep, darling. She couldn't sleep. And um, at that time, um, I think one hour or so into that, she was in tremendous pain. And we knew, like, this is getting worse. And um, I just went to the side, and I turned, and I sat, because I couldn't see her. I turned around, and I said, Lord, help her. Lord, help us. Lord, help me. And I said, through this hour, I need your grace. We need your grace. Help us. And um, as I was praying, she had asked Pastor Padeep, you know, for the box app. So um, we, um, this is the grace of God, because Pastor Padeep never saw her suffer until we came home that night. That's the first time he actually saw her suffer. And then the next day in the hospital. In this hospital, we were so happy when we heard that both parents were allowed to be there. So both of us were there, and he saw her suffer. Um, so much and um, so we were both praying the church was praying and in a little while when she couldn't do anything she said box up this is like right before everything was going to lock and Pastor Deep said um, just sleep keep everything quiet because you know for this condition light and noise and everything will aggravate it more but she said no daddy I want box up so he started playing box up, right? From this, she, she has, she's going to say how she met Jesus and what Jesus did for her. This is the highlight of the whole yes, <laughs> testimony. Yes, yeah. praise God. <laughs> yeah. So, my dad is playing the box up. A lot of songs that the Lord gave my mom, they were playing. And I was listening to them. I could not sing. I could not speak. I could not do anything. But I knew that there's power in the Word of God, and the Word of God was in each song, and the anointing of God. So I was listening, and, and, and while I was listening, it was, I was in so much pain. My dad, was, my dad and mom were up the entire night. They are trying so hard to help me move and adjust myself, because at this point, I could not even, well, I could not move, and now, even without moving, I could not, like, this was beyond. Like, it was beyond. So, and I could not open my mouth and pray either. And, and for seven days, I could not read the Bible. She had this Bible on her stomach. 
Every time a doctor will come, what is the green book? <laughs> They'll ask. <laughs> we'll say, that's the New Testament. They say she's reading it. So she can't read, but she just has it on her. <laughs> so even they'll say, oh, okay, and they'll go. So for seven days, she was not able to read, except for that one day in the hospital when we were gone, but God opened her mouth to pray. She was not able to. Everything was internal, but externally, she was not able to do anything. Yeah, that was to not be able to read the Bible for a whole week, to not be able to open your mouth and pray, that was the worst thing for me. Even more than the pain and everything, I just missed um, having that um, freedom to read the Bible and really pray to God and open my mouth. But after some time of hearing the songs on box sets, the Lord, He just, He gave me strength. And in the pain, I started praying. I started, like, whispering and praying. Like, I didn't, because I was still in so much pain. But at least I was able to open my mouth and whisper. So I started praying to God, and, and, and the first things I said, the first words I said was, well, I was asking for help. I was saying, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. And then after that, what I said was, I said, Lord, will you, will you deliver me? I kept saying, Lord, will you deliver me? Because this is like so bad. Not that I doubted. I knew he would. But out of the pain, I was just was in so much, so much physical pain. So I was asking, Lord, will you deliver me? And then God started bringing um, portions from the Bible where Jesus healed people who could not walk and, and different testimonies I've heard in the past of people who could not walk and people who were not um, who had many diseases how Jesus healed them and, and I started telling God about those stories I said Lord just like you you healed this man you can heal me I said will you heal me and I said you can you, you can heal me I said Lord if you will like, please heal me and you will so I was telling God and and so God was bringing different Bible stories to me. And I, and then I told God, Lord, I feel like I'm in a lion's den. I am, I am trapped and I feel like I'll never get out, like, physically. But, just like King Darius had faith, when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, King Darius had faith that even, even now God can deliver you. The God whom you serve all the time, he will deliver you. So I told God, just like King Darius had faith, Lord, I have faith that you can, you can deliver me. And it was so amazing. I, I started praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, it was beautiful. All of a sudden, the Lord told me. Jesus came there. Yeah. He started speaking to her. Yeah. He said, Sit up, and and with the with the word sit up, he gave a challenge. Not just sit up, but sit up without any support. Whoa! Without any support for your back, for your shoulders, your neck, anything. Sit up without any support. But when the Lord said that to me, in my spirit, I knew this is going to happen. And I was just like, I was like in so much pain, and and Pastor Deep kept turning every few seconds to make sure I was okay. He said, don't, don't, don't uh, strain yourself, darling. Don't, don't move. I can help you. And all of a sudden, I got up and I sat. 
I was like, wow. <laughs> she, she, she was going to, she was telling her father, can you help me sit up? Can you help? He said, no, no, don't move because already the symptoms were coming. See, don't move because every move will make it worse. So don't move. Just be like that. Try to sleep. And Pastor Philippe was like this in the recliner sitting over here. And then he turned and he saw her leaning forward like with no support. He said, oh, Esther, he says, because in our human mind, she cannot do it. You know, she cannot do it on her own. But even the thought of it, like she moved. We've been seeing this seizure so many times coming. Our mind is like, oh no, you know, she's going to, you know, get worse. But um, she was like sitting forward with no support. She said, how is she sitting like this? Yeah. <laughs> when the Lord told me sit up, that's all I knew. I'm going to sit up without any support. But beyond that, I didn't know what was going to happen. And with that faith, she had to make that first move with the pain to do what God told her to do. Then that strength came where she was able to actually sit up. Someone who was not able to turn, someone who was not able to hold herself up, all of a sudden when she made that effort to even move a tiny bit, the strength of God came and made her to sit without any support. Yes, and this was actually after the um, technician for the EEG came and I had to help him for a long time just to wrap her, how yeah. to hold her head. I was holding it, working with him with the bandages, everything. That was just half an hour before yeah, this happened. She could not do it. And even for us to move a little bit to bring the, you know, the bandage was excruciatingly painful and it'll start aggravating the whole thing. So to see... Froze. And I didn't know what was happening. I could have fell out of my chair, but I didn't. But uh, <laughs> I just said, what were you doing or something, you know, to that effect. But I was happy at the same time. Scared. And then the next thing, <laughs> we were scared. I'm thinking, is she going to be stable sitting up like that? She said, Daddy, I want to stand. I said, you want to stand? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, we were like, because this was not something that God spoke to us. So we had no idea of what, you know, what is happening with her. And when she said, when she moved forward, she said, Daddy, I want to stand. And I said, Esther, I said, just sit. <laughs> we'll help you with the pillows. I said, don't move. Because we didn't want the whole thing to, you know, go. And then we're not. But, um, when she said, but I saw one thing where she was very determined. She said, no, I want to stand, Daddy. She said, Mommy, I want to stand. So we saw that God had opened the mouth at this point. She's able to talk. She's moved forward. Now she wants to stand. And he said, okay, if I don't if I say don't, this child is going to stand. So I said, hold on, I'm going to call the nurses. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to God. You know, I did from that moment what the Holy Spirit told me to run, call the nurse, and the nurse came. And then, you know, she came to help her. And it was at that point with all this that was happening, the Lord said, take a video of what's going to happen. So immediately, I'm so thankful to God I did that. If I wouldn't have done that, we would have lost, you know, the miracle that, you know, the, in, you know, capture, you know, the miracle that we have captured, but um, instead of me holding her hand, uh, the nurse hold, and, and I took the phone, and uh, you can go ahead. So she did what the Lord told her, with help, you know, because there was no way she was able to get up and, you know, jump up because she sat up. No, she still didn't have that strength to, so she was, you know, little by little moved, you know, to be able to um, stand on the floor, right? Yeah. Yeah, when the Lord told me, sit up, I thought that's all I was going to do. I didn't know what else was going to happen. But once I sat up, he said, stand up. And 
So, so when he said stand up, I knew I am going to stand up. So then I asked my dad, my mom. I said, I said, I, I, I want to stand up. And and my mom said, we'll call the nurse. And I I even thought I don't even need the nurse. Like why do I need the nurse to help me? But my mom said we have to do this because you know we're in the hospital. We have to follow the guidelines and yeah. So then the nurse came and I. Like when the Lord spoke to me, I knew it was going to happen, so I wasn't like shocked. But it was more like I am going to do this. I'm going to like make sure I do this. And and the nurse came, and she held one hand, and my dad held the other hand. My dad was like, "Careful, darling, careful." <laughs> and but I knew I'm going to stand. And the nurse helped me, and and God did the miracle. I could stand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. praise be to God. And as she stood, that was the first time she turned and looked at the side of the room, which she never saw before because she couldn't turn her neck. That was the first time that she would turn and she would look at the room and she'd say, "Wow." Yeah. You know. Just the day before that, one of the doctors came and he asked me, "Did you, did you look outside the window?" But I could not turn my could neck. Could not turn. He said, "Is it? It's cloudy there. Did you see there?" He, he was testing, but. to see her neck movement range she could not turn at all so that was the first time when she stood she turned and she saw this side of the the hospital room and then she was ready to walk but not yet until she heard the lord say right yeah and yeah i looked and i for the first time i saw the place where my mom and dad would lie down and sit sitting yeah i was like wow i never saw that place before and and then the lord said walk And I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so then I started walking, and it was incredible. I was just so thankful to the Lord. She walked and she went to the bathroom. I said, Are you going to use the bathroom? She said, No. In seven days is the first time I'm seeing my face in the mirror. She said. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not someone who's into like looking at myself in the mirror and <laughs> putting makeup, but to not see my own face for how many days? Yeah. You know like a whole week. I was like, I don't even know how I <laughs> So I went and I looked at myself and I was like, wow. I feel like I'm just I'm just seeing my face for the first time. And I was just thankful to the Lord. That was about it was the eighth day. Yeah, the eighth day and 3:30 in the morning. Yeah. And and the thing is like 3 o'clock is a prayer time. Usually from 3 to 5 she prays. And um My mom was actually telling me this yesterday because they all know three o'clock. You know, you know, like in the Middle Eastern countries, you will hear the mosque. You know, at a certain time, <laughs> three o'clock from her room, you will hear her worship God every day. You can hear. And my mom was telling, she said every day she was seeking God, and she said when she was not able to, Jesus came to her during her prayer time, and came and you know, you know, took her out of her uh, sick bed and death bed, really. because it happened exactly during her prayer time you know and um uh, so amazing cuz i didn't even know what day of the week it was what time it was anything i didn't even know what the weather was like outside it was like freezing and then what happened right after she walked she saw her face in the mirror she came she said i got to read my bible i got to read my bible and she yes and she opened the bible and what happened when you open the bible yeah she, she opened she said, mommy daddy look 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 what verse that you know It was God who took her right to that scripture portion. 
Yeah, I was so thrilled to hold the Bible and read it because all these days I just had it like it was like on her. <laughs> She wasn't able to hold or anything. Yeah, I could not read it. But now that I got up, I went and I sat in the chair and and I opened. I just opened the Bible. I did not even turn it. I just opened it, and it turned. It, it opened right to the passage in the Gospel of Mark where Jesus healed a woman with the issue of blood, and and the verse so amazing. It said she suffered many things, suffered much under many physicians, and until. She touched the hem of the garment. Yeah. Yeah, and until then, I never fully understood that verse. I thought it was more like the doctors tried giving medicine and she suffered, and the medicine didn't work. But under many physicians, like this suffering was, I could understand. And and how she touched the hem of the garment, I was amazed. So I I told my mom, dad, I said, Wow, wow, look, mommy, look, daddy. And it was it was beautiful. I was so overjoyed to just read the Bible. And And soon after that, we had the morning call. Morning call, and I heard all our brothers and sisters like crying out and thanking the Lord. I was like, I was like, even though I knew it was going to happen, I was I could not say anything. I was like, pretty much speechless. I was just sitting and I was smiling and I was like, I was listening, <laughs> and and it really touched my heart, like how how God just brought us all together during this time and and how you all. Really poured out everything for me. How you all really saw the Lord and cried genuinely, as if you were me. You just, even when you're thanking the Lord, you're like crying and crying and screaming, and it just really touched my heart. And I was so thankful. What a miracle God's done, and how He has strengthened our church family through this. And then, um, then after all of you finished praying, uh, my mom asked me. She said. Come, she said, "Come and pray, come and thank God." I was like, <laughs> because even though God had made me walk, I did not. It was like I was caught up in the moment. I, I was waiting for the time to really just talk to God, and I want to talk to Him about it in depth and thank Him. So now I thought, this is the time. This is the time. She and walked over. She walked over, and she just now. dropped to the floor. And for a second, I thought, I "Hope this painting thing didn't come back." <laughs> I didn't allow it to stay, but that's how real it was that she suffered like that. Yeah, and she days. she cannot bend her neck or anything. We see the picture how she was knelt down with her head down. It was a, a, a willful desire to fall to her knees before the Lord. It's really, the hand of the really. Lord. It took some time, you know, for me. I think. All of yesterday, even to process that, even to understand, because even though I know God heals and have seen personally many healings, and I know God has healed her and everything, but this thing that happened to her happened so frequently. It just got ingrained in my heart, in my mind, and emotions and everything. Even if she closes her eyes, immediately my mind will be, "Oh no, what's happening now? You know, it's starting again." So that kind of a thing, like it's like subconscious level. It's not like you're not believing God. You know it's done, but it's an autom- automatic, spontaneous reaction to anything that she does. If she goes, then I'll say, "Oh no," because these are all. That's how bad it was. But um, God really, totally, 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 you know, healed her uh, with nothing, no residue. And I wanted to say uh, one thing that you know, some of you know that she had an accident, car accident, a year ago. Um, with her neck, and she had, you know, a couple of discs damage in her neck. And um, so after um, God healed her and everything, um, 
the neurologist came, the same neurologist who said that, you know, he's not going to give anything. That neurologist came and he saw her and um, he was shocked because the previous day he tried to lift her leg a little bit up and she could not, the whole dizziness and everything started. So he said, so what happened? Because Esther was not in that bed. Once she came out of the bed, she said, that's it. And the blanket that was there, she said, those, there goes my grave clothes. And she put them there yes. and she said, I'm not. Yes. <laughs> And she said, I'm not getting on that again. I said, don't you? She said, I'm not getting on that hospital bed. And she came and, you know, she sat over there, you know, in the recliner. And um, so when the doctor came, he saw her over here on the recliner. And he said, what happened? So I heard that the nurse had told what had happened. And they also had the video EEG. So it had documented all the conversation, all her prayers, all everybody's prayer. Everything has gone in there. (laughs) So... He came and he said, so what happened, Esther? You know, what happened to you? And then she gave her testimony and he said, this has to be God. He said, this has to be God. And then the next question he asked was, so what church do you go to? (laughs) (laughs) That was quite interesting for me when he asked that question. So what church do you go to? And then she said, my parents are pastors in Fort Jervis. And he said, oh, he heard it. And then he says, just force to just, you know, rule out because the next MRI was the next one. We didn't do it. He said, let's do that today. So we said, okay, let's test it. Because we knew when God heals, it's thorough. So she went for next MRI yesterday. And then, um, um, yeah, we got the report. The doctors came back um, with the report the following day. And I think the day before yesterday, we went yesterday. We got discharged. So yesterday morning, they came with the next MRI report. And... Whatever was done in the accident with her disc, nowhere to be found. Yes! yes. Double miracle! Yes. Praise God! So, so God has completely healed her from everything, and um, God got all the glory. So um, God be praised, and um, God is so faithful. You know, she got to see the you know, adult hospital and the children's hospital both. And she um, said how uh, God has rescued her. You know, both hospitals she went, both places didn't know what to do. They were going to do more experiments to see what this is. They called it kind of a rare condition. But uh, Jesus, the great physician, came and he said, you know what? No more test, my daughter. <laughs> no more torment. You had enough. Seven days enough, eight days that I'm bringing you out of this. And um, God did a miracle for her. So lots and lots of people heard um, the testimony yesterday, two days actually, from Friday into Saturday, we had testimony after testimony, doctor after doctor, nurse after nurse, and you know all the people you know got to hear and the chaplains and we had you know we got to pray in the hospital room with others and God really God's word just went through to a lot of people um, in that hospital. So I just want to read um, the official discharge notice. It says patient. Um, Based on EEG, showed no no seizure activity. MRI, C-spine, without contrast, showed no spinal abnormalities. Patient reported an event at 3.30 in the morning on day of discharge where she was spoken to by God, who told her to sit up, then stand, then walk. She was able to respond (laughs) by doing so. That's the official medical report here. She was able to respond by doing so and then felt better and had resolution of her symptoms. She states that she is now completely healed and feels comfortable going home. Physical exam, including neurological exam, was unremarkable. 
Amen. 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 They had to acknowledge this had to be God. Amen. Amen. No other way. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Shall we all stand up together and give glory to God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You done then? Are you done? Oh, oh, also, um, <laughs> just one more thing. I want to show you, um, you, I know you all saw this. This is my Bible that I had with me. And these are the hospital bracelets that I had. Two different ones. <laughs> yeah, and that one on the floor over there. That's the one I wore when God healed me. Yeah. So praise be to our God. You want to just put the... Right yeah, the PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I don't know that you wrote, right, Esther? Oh my goodness, I totally forgot. Oh my goodness. She wrote this poem, I think, a, a week before, right? Or a few days Just before. three days before three days everything before. started. This was after a very beautiful Sunday service where God spoke about coming back to our first love. So I wrote, like, the next day I wrote um, a poem to God. And it was originally only for God to see. I wrote on my phone and I kept it. Even my sister, she was like, what is that? I said, that's only for God to see. <laughs> <laughs> but now that it's so amazing, like, what I wrote and how the trial tested my words and how God helped me to be faithful and how I just, I just knew I have to read this. Now it's, this love letter is going to come out in the open. <laughs> so... Um, I'll read this after I show the PowerPoint. Okay. So this is when I could not move and my brother Daniel was carrying me. That was, I'll be forever grateful to him for that because without him, I don't know how I would have been transferred from one hospital to the other and to my room. God really gave him the grace so this was when I came home. I yes. was discharged from the... In order the, to go to the next one. Yeah, yeah the first hospital. So, um, how does this work? Yeah, so that's me in the hospital. I was fully wiped out. I could not do anything. So that's, that's how I was. This is the children's hospital. Where's the one from the other one? Where's the one from Orange Regional? Orange. You should have one before Daniel going on the stairs. You don't have the one? This remote working. Okay. Um, is there another one before? No? Okay. Okay. I'm okay. This is the first time I'm doing this. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the children's hospital. And um, this is my amazing moment. <laughs> that's when God <laughs> told me to sit up, and I did. Next one. We, we didn't have any light there. That's why it looks like this. <laughs> because we were we had everything off and we said, you know, somehow go to sleep. But she just got up. So <laughs> after this, we put the light on. The next one we'll have. Okay. Next one. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to get this. And yeah. that's when I'm about to stand up. That's after the Lord said, stand up. Yes. Big miracle. Oh, this is like, this is a beautiful moment during the morning call. I was just 
thanking the Lord because I knew without him I would not I would have been dead just um what is it? Yeah, two weeks ago itself. Less than two weeks. I should have been gone. Yeah. I was just thanking the Lord. I'm so thankful. It looks like I just came out of the grave with all the stuff on my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's where God gets the glory because you can see what all the stuff on me, the hospital gown and the wire connected to me. And that's my empty grave. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Yes. We left the sheets like that because that's what makes it beautiful because it shows how I got up. And that's me. I'm presenting what God has done with my Bible in my hand. <laughs> and that's me at the children's hospital. Yes, this is where the Lord healed me. And I'm wearing my mom's jacket. Because <laughs> I told my mom, I, I cannot wear that other jacket anymore. That's the jacket I wore when I came out of the hospital the first time. So I said, I cannot wear the jacket anymore. So I said, you wear mine, I'll wear yours because it's cold outside. I need a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and when was that? That's the video. Oh, that's the video. Okay. Yeah, so that's right before I got up. Yeah. Yeah. Is the volume there? Why is the volume not working? Press back. Just one moment, please. The first time I'm doing this. Um, back. Okay, back and then. Next. Next. Okay, um. Oops. Oh, no. Just one second. very tense moment because just minutes before she couldn't even move. Yeah. So just watch it. Yes! Praise God! That's 
That's when she heard the Lord say, walk. To the, I didn't me. tell anybody anything. <laughs> so here, you got to see the miracle. Come to life. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. I think that's about it. Yes. Really praise possible. God. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You're going to read that poem, right? Oh my goodness, I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh my, I cannot go without that. Okay, so this poem was written three days before everything started. So just, um, I'm going to read this now. Yours forever, a letter to my love. (laughs) I place my hand in yours, my father. You are my love, there is no other. Jesus, I choose to be your bride. I know you'll never leave my side. Spirit, come fill me. Live within my heart and mind. Keep me from sin. I love you, Lord. Yes, you are mine. And you love me, Lord. I am thine. I love you, Lord, because I know that you will never let me down. You'll fill me with your warming glow and lead me till the day you crown me with the dazzling crown of life. I take your hand and I decide to live for you. No compromise. You died for me, I'll breathe for you. You live in me, I'll follow you. Forever and ever, not just today. Forever with you, my Lord, I'll stay. I commit myself to walk with you. You are my God, forever true. Live or die, Lord, I am yours. I give myself, Lord, I am yours. I am your love and you are my lover. We'll live together. I'm yours forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So, God took my words really seriously, and he put me through the furnace. (laughs) By God's grace, I made it through, and we are still together. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Without the smell of smoke, Amen. any hair burned to sink. All, all results normal, no prescription, no nothing. Really? You know, she walked out of the hospital. You know, we carried her, she walked out of the hospital you know, through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. God. Thank you once again so much for all your prayers and fasting. Amen. Praise God. Praise that, God. that touched my heart. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Finish. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. We're just going to sing one song and finish. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will sing of your great wonders in the midst of your holy people. I will boast in you. I will proclaim. 
life for granted. We can never take breath for granted. We cannot take anything for granted. The Lord has put His breath in our lungs. The Lord put His life in our body. The Lord breathed into us and gave us our own souls. Our God is an awesome God. We can just praise Him forever and ever. He has given and we give back to Him. Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Jesus. All glory to the Lord. He's up to something big. He's up to something good. He's up to something great and glorious. Our God, our God. He's up to something big. He's up to something good. He's up to something great and glorious. Our God, our God.
shared today. Hallelujah. The whole world is seen. Praise you, Jesus. That when it is night, God is still working. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When it looks dark in your life, He's still working. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, My Father is always working. working. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's always moving on the behalf of those Jesus. whose hearts are loyal Hallelujah. to Him. Praise so if you Jesus. are feeling good today, Make sure you get close to God. Amen. Make sure you know Him and you're loyal to Him. Amen. You're Hallelujah. doing His will. Hallelujah. If you're feeling Praise not so Jesus. good today, make sure Praise you get Jesus. close to God. Get to know Him. Amen. And when the dark times come, Jesus. when you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, Hallelujah. you can say with confidence, I will fear no evil. Amen. For you're with me, God. Amen. Hallelujah. He's with me. Hallelujah. He's with me. Thank Jesus. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Esther was Jesus. going through. The valley of the shadow of death. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. God took her out of paralysis. Jesus. He took her out of the verge, from the verge of death Hallelujah. through respiratory failure. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He took her out of cardiac Jesus. arrest that Praise could have happened Jesus. so quick. Hallelujah. Everything Praise was shutting down. This happened multiple times, as you heard, Jesus. in the course of the past Hallelujah. week. There's no human help. Even the people that had what she could have benefited from the delayed. Jesus. You know what? If something would have happened, they could have just written off either patient, dead on arrival, or cardiac arrest in the ER, or anywhere. When my God's eyes were upon our daughter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He who watches Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He was watching over her. Hallelujah. He did not praise allow you. anything praise you. Praise you. to take praise her life. You. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because of that, she's in the land of the living today. We are able to testify. God is Jesus. good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God Hallelujah. is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is good. 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 He's always good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing one more song. My soul escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My soul escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. My soul escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. My soul escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. My soul escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. 